to another episode of Sincerity Speaks. For those of you guys who do not know, I am Candy Sincerity Johnson. And I am Sean Johnson. For those that joined us on the first episode, welcome back. And for those that this happens to be your first time um, joining us, welcome. And we definitely hope that you come back again. That's right. Come on, come back again. Um. Okay, so wait. I'm sorry, y'all. So she probably going to be like, girl, you was messing up the flow of the situation. What? So I let it slide with the first episode. You let what slide? Oh, she finna start, girl. What you got for me, niece? What's what's happening with this hat situation here? What do you mean? What's what's going on with the hat situation? Like you you pride yourself on having your fresh cut and things, and now this is this is two times now we've seen you with this hat on your head. Well, you know I'm incognito. You know when you need to when you need to spy when your friends text you and say, "Hey, I think my dude is cheating. Can you ride over the?" You know I'm gonna have to. Okay, no. All jokes aside. So, I made, okay, I have a confession. I made a mistake. So, I went to the barbershop. You, you guys know I have a really low cut. Mm-hmm. I went to the barbershop and I went to get my hair cut. And I told my barber to take it real low. He took it real low. I asked him, I said, can you put a part on the side like you normally do? He said, yeah, in the same spot or somewhere different. So I said, somewhere different. I said, let's move it up. Let's move it up this way more. And he looked, he said, up like what? He said, because once I put it in here, it's in here. I said, uh, and I didn't have a mirror. I said, uh, somewhere, somewhere like that. And he looked, he said, right here? And I was like, yeah. He was like, okay. So he did it. And then when he handed me the mirror, when he handed me the mirror, I was like, and I knew, I knew the part was bogus because everybody in the barbershop was kind of just looking like, like you, you cut her hair so fresh and then put that part right there, like right there. So I see her every day. I honestly, the reason why I asked her, like I honestly didn't know that's why she was wearing a hat because you know. It is what it is, but yeah. I'm just like, oh, it's fine. I like, I literally, I thought maybe the last time she just didn't get a chance to sponge her hair before we sat down or something, but I didn't know that was like really why. So you, oh, yeah. so you go wear hats every day until they grow in. Or well, what you do? yeah, until we until we fill in, until we fill in, or until we get a black marker, a crayon, or something that's not gonna bleed. You, you know they make that spray stuff. I know, but then the house lights come down on my head, you know, and so then it's just a mess. So. What we're going to do is I only have about three or four hats in my collection. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and go, and I'm going to go over to TM Custom Accessories, or I'm going to go down to the to the store or somewhere, and I'm going to just go ahead and get me some hair units, and we're going to switch out these hats for the next couple of weeks, and we'll just become very acquainted that way, okay? All right. Well, you guys can barely see her eyes, despite the fact that she has beautiful eyes. One day, you'll actually get a chance to see you. Thank you very much. So, speaking of which, you said something during the last episode. She she two for two, ain't you? Girl, if you play baseball, <laughs> she's she like, girl, come, come, into the, come out of the past. Come here and come out of the past. No, you said something on the first episode that I thought would be really good for us to talk about. Because okay. I think it's something that a lot of our beautiful queens will relate to including myself. Mm. And you said that one of the reasons why you were apprehensive about doing Sincerity Speaks was because of your insecurity about your weight. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. And that you didn't feel comfortable being on camera and all of the things. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to touch on that if you felt comfortable doing so. I probably mm -hmm. should have asked her beforehand. Okay, well, it's fine. It's cool. Okay. I put it out there. Right. Right. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about that because I also, okay, have, mm -hmm. have battled, okay, with weight mm -hmm. all of my life. Like, when I was little, my granddad take me to the plus junior size. Like I was like, it's always been a thing for me. So I know it's kind of a little bit of a sensitive area for me as mm -hmm. well. But like I said, I think a lot of um, our friends will relate. What's a plus junior? Are you junior? Are you plus? like I don't. I've never. I've never heard of that. And it's no shade. It's no shade. It's the junior plus section. Like it was for the juniors. Usually for the juniors, it's for the little cuties, and then they had the plus section. I had never heard of that. Really? Now nah, I know oh, they got yeah. the Huskabees for the boys. <laughs> right? Ain't that what it is? Did you say the Huskabees? Yeah. Huskabees? They got they got regular. They the jeans come in regular. They come in short. Cause you know I, I always had to get short. Petite. They come in petite for the ladies. They come in short for the guy. And then they come in the Huskabees, right? <laughs> sure. sure. What? So <laughs> I wanna ask you about that. About this. <laughs> By this insecurity thing. So, first question is: Has this been something that you've always had to deal with, or is this recent, or what's 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 the status of it? What me being overweight, or the insecurity, or what what have you? Oh, I feel like I'm in therapy. Uh -oh. Okay, so I feel like, I feel like I'm in therapy. Well, it all began. Ain't that how they do it? Ain't that how they do it? And we sitting on the couch. It all began. It all began for me. My weight loss. I mean, my weight battling journey. It began um, for me probably at the end of high school. Okay. Um, reason being is because I never changed my eating habits, even to this day. I never started eating drastically more or anything like that. What shifted for me was my level of activity. Mm. So in high school and of course as a kid and stuff like that, when I was much, much younger, um, I played sports. I was very active. I played volleyball and I played basketball. Now listen, y'all. She claims that she was a killer on the court. I've not never witnessed anything. Oh, you did. When I tell you what, when we go to the basketball, the the arcade place. Oh, you witnessed. You've been witnessed. Playing arcade is completely different than being on the court. Duly noted. Duly noted. Duly noted. <laughs> There's only one way to settle the score. It is. It mm -hmm. is. It's one way. And girl, let me tell you, because what you're not going to do is break my ankles. Okay, continue. Mm -hmm. You played volleyball and basketball. Right. So I played volleyball and basketball in high school. And um, I was probably a size 12, maybe teetering into 14. Um, like my, my later years of high school, so like my senior year. But I wasn't much bigger than the other girls, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um but my thing was, I'm only 5'3", so I was always very short, and my height was always the thing. Mm -hmm. And then um, I went away to college. I really didn't have any issues there, and I went through a very bad breakup. Mm -hmm. And I lost 60 pounds as a result of the breakup, not because I was trying to diet or, or lose weight, but because I literally was sick every time I ate because of the breakup. And... Um, I kept it off for about a year, year and a half, you know, by doing a lot of exercising and working out. And then when life, you know, resumed and things got back to normal, I just snowballed and piled all this weight on because by then I was graduating. You know, I didn't have time to work out two, two and a half hours a day like I did as a college student. And I just started, you know, piling on the pounds. 
But as I look back, my eating habits never changed. I was never a healthy eater. Mm. I was, I've never been a healthy eater, you know. Um, but, yeah, I've always, it's, it's, been, it's been a thing for years. Girl, ain't that breakup diet the best, though? Girl, listen. Ain't that the, who, who has ever went through a, a, a situation and you was just down and out where, like, life was over and you look up and then you slim and trim? But let me tell you who didn't lose weight when they divorced. Who? Me. <laughs> me. So in my mind, in my mind, I was like, ooh, Sean cheated, you hurt. But it seemed like the opposite happened. Ain't it something when you go from one situation where you breaking up with them, but then somebody in the background telling you how attractive you are and all of that? So I so that was the problem during that season of my life because there was somebody else that was in my life that was telling me all of the things that I wasn't hearing. And so, girl, I was I was happy eating and, and just still carrying on. But yeah, I just um yeah, girl. Wow. Yeah, my weight my weight has been an issue for years. And I think a lot of people who um are starting to follow us on social media, they probably think that it's been because, you know, of course I had the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, eight years ago, so they probably thinking it's been within the past eight years. Did she just sneak the eight years ago? Yeah, but they probably thinking like, oh, maybe she put on weight eight years ago. But the truth of the matter is, I'm probably maybe only ten pounds heavier than I was before I was pregnant. Gotcha. So you know, it's I can't blame them. Yeah. I can't say, oh, it's because I never lost the weight. You know. You know, my problem was okay. So I've dealt with my weight. I, like I, I joked with you guys since mm -hmm. I was small, I was a heavier little a little girl. However, when I went into like elementary and high school, I was still, I guess, what you would say, consider bigger. I was like a size ten, twelve. So for that age, that's kind of double back. Elementary, like seven, eighth, going into high school, and you were like a twelve and seven, eighth girl. Yeah, like a ten, twelve. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that the pictures didn't it didn't look like that on pictures. Yeah, so so that is big for that age. Like mm -hmm. 10, 11, 12, 13. Like that's big, especially when everybody else is smaller and they in the little itty bitty clothes. But for me, I, I still didn't feel big per se. Mm -hmm. Because I was heavier at the top. You know, I was one of the bigger in the class and all those things. Like that <laughs> maybe that had something to do with it. But it didn't really become a problem for me until I went away to college. Ooh, tell me more. But here's the funny thing, though. You ever notice that you don't really know how big you are until you step back for a minute and look back? Mm. Like, I was in it, and I noticed I was, okay, 10, 12, talking about sizes now, 14, mm -hmm. 16, mm -hmm. 18, 20, mm -hmm. 22, mm -hmm. and then I, I kept seeing the, the sizes getting bigger, the tags getting bigger, the hangers having to get bigger because the pants was bigger and stuff like that. But I didn't realize how much because the person I was dating didn't seem to have a problem with it. It wasn't like I ever heard it being an issue until I looked back on it. Ooh. And I saw pictures of myself and I was like, why didn't nobody tell me? Don't you ever get mad at your friends and everybody around you and stuff like that and be like, you, didn't nobody want to say nothing? Like you just thought this was normal? For me to look like this? But what were they supposed to say? Girl, you big and stop eating and you need to work out. But they figure you see you every day. But I think I think a lot of us have like rose-colored glasses sometimes when we, when we look at ourselves. Because I didn't notice really? until 
until I lost weight, I actually did something about it at some point. It wasn't because of a breakup. I was just mm -hmm. like, once I saw myself getting ready to go from a size 22 to a size 24, mm -hmm. I said, no, okay, something's got to stop. And it stops here. And so I took it upon myself. The Weight Watchers lost about, I would say, like 75 to almost 100 pounds because I was like, okay, enough is enough. Got all the way down to like a size, I think it was like 10, 12. Then I thought I looked too small. Then I looked like a lollipop because I don't got no hips or nothing. So then I looked weird. Okay. But once I lost the weight and then looked back, I was like, wow. Needless wow. to say, y'all probably looking at me now like, girl, what didn't happen? But that was years ago. So this is the thing for me though. I don't believe a lot of people have rose colored. Well, I, I can't say that. I can't. I cannot say what other people have or what they don't have. I will say this. I'm very self aware. Mm -hmm. I know um, that I'm not looking my best. I know I don't feel my best. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many different things. But here's the irony with me. I'm a very structured and very disciplined person. In every aspect of my life, outside of my eating, my eating is the one area of my life that I have very little control over, and I cannot figure out why. So listen, y'all. So one of our shows that we like to watch is called My 600 Pound Life. Mm -hmm. If you've watched an episode or two, let us know. But what I've noticed, and I'm going to add, and I'm getting somewhere Okay. A lot of times when those people talk about like why they started eating and stuff like that, it's, it always came from a trauma or they're mm -hmm. trying to make themselves feel better or something like that. Is that some, Is that the case for you? Or Because I know that wasn't my case. Like no, Nothing no. traumatic happened to me. I wasn't mm -hmm. trying to make myself feel better. I just liked sweets and I liked how the food tastes and I liked a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah, I can't lie and tell that story. I would never lie and tell that story. Um, I would never say, oh, this happened, and as a result, I started eating because, you know, it was it was a comfort. That's not my story. I just, again, remember me saying at the very beginning, I've never been a healthy eater. Mm -hmm. So, as a kid, my mom was a single mom, and so we spent a lot of time um, at my grandparents' house until she got off of work. Mama would get off work and either my grandmother cooked a big meal for my brother and I and we already had dinner or we would grab fast food and that was what we had for dinner, you know, through the week. Mm -hmm. We would grab mm -hmm. fast food and then we would go home, take a shower, get in the bed and do it all over again. And so um, growing up, I, I did eat a lot of fast food. So as an adult, when I went to college, I ate a lot of fast food. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, it, it just carried over. Even now, you know, because we live such busy lives, we probably eat out probably four days a week. We um, you know, when Sean cooks, she cooks. But at the same time, you know, if you're eating out of, uh, you know, like people say, the windows, mm -hmm. if you're eating out of windows, you're not getting a balanced meal. Even when you do try to make some of the healthier choices, it's still manufactured or, or reproduced or whatever, uh, artificial food. Yeah. And so that comes with its, its set of health challenges. Um, that comes with extra pounds. Um, you know, all of the things. And so as a result, my health has, has suffered. Mm -hmm. You know, um, luckily for me, I'm not diabetic, but diabetes does run in my family. But, um, you know, I have sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. I have narcolepsy. I have asthma. Um, so those are the three things that I suffer with. And anybody who has, you know, breathing or sleeping issues, girl, that's hard. Mm -hmm. So then it's a snowball effect. 
So then I live my life where I'm exhausted all the time. So then when you're tired all the time, but you have a lot of drive, a lot of ambition, you're running a business, you're taking care of a household, you know, you have a partner and kids, I can't just sleep my life away. So then I look for other things. What can I take or what can I drink that's going to give me a little boost of energy? Well, for me, I'm a Coke drinker. Girl, I'm a Coke drinker, you know, and so that's very unhealthy. And so now I'm starting to try to work to eliminate that from my life. But, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a snowball effect. Yeah. It's a snowball effect. Yeah. And see, and like I said, mine wasn't from that either. It's just because I like sweet treats is my, is like my thing. Honey, mm -hmm. give me some, some cakes some cookies some pies, some ice creams, some, some sweet treats. That's, mm -hmm. that's my downfall. But for me, like right now, sitting here talking to you guys right now, talking to you, I'm, I'm not happy with where I'm at yet again. And I keep looking at myself like, girl, how do you keep getting here? Because I've lost weight like two or three times in my life where I've got, you know, the yo-yo, the yo-yo mm -hmm. single girl. You get down, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, I'm slim and trim. And then mm -hmm. you think, oh, now I can go back to doing what I was doing. And then you balloon back up. And mm -hmm. so now I'm in the process of the ballooning phase. I refuse to get back to where I was. I'm in a 16, girl, and I'm 16 is starting to look a little, okay, but I yet again am not to a point where I'm happy. Walk up the stairs, girl, about to pass out. Get up and my legs hurting and aches and pains and my back hurting and all this stuff and I'm, I'm only 42. Girl, why did you like that? Get your life together. So now, but for me, it's just, it's frustrating because have you ever had a friend or somebody mm -hmm. where they can just eat whatever they want? Y'all go out, they order whatever they want on the yes. menu. They don't never talk about their working out. They don't never look like they having to do nothing. And they just, just perfect. Flawless. Flawless. I can look at the bread and gain 10 pounds and be like, mm -hmm. that is so frustrating to me. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I feel like I have to basically live the rest of my life depriving myself. And I know some of y'all going to put in the comments, girl, no, you don't. Just moderation and, mm -hmm. and do this and, you know, cut this out and do that. It's not that easy. Yeah. So for me, I think that's that's what I've uh, self-discovered about myself. There's no moderation because a lot of times people be like, oh, if if Coke, Coca-Cola, for for clarification, right. if Coke is your drink of choice, why don't you just allow yourself to have it as like a reward on special occasions or maybe on the weekend, girl, Sunday night, come on, I want to let it go. <laughs> Then Monday, the excuse is, well, I had a long, stressful day, or this happened, or that happened. And so, for me, there's no moderation. I don't do moderation. I'm extreme in everything I do. And so, uh, I think that's one of the reasons why I made a decision. I don't know if one has anything to do with the other, but that's one of the reasons why I made the decision a long time ago, really not to drink a lot of alcohol. My father's an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. So when we do things in our family, we're extreme. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, whether it's work, play, recreation, you know, anything that we shouldn't, you know, whatever. And so because addiction is a spirit, it's not, you know, necessarily what the person is addicted to, but addiction can be a spirit. I recognize that and I'm like, I gotta, mm -hmm. I gotta make some shifts. I gotta make some changes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's very, I need to, I, I have that work to do in my life. I have to unpack why it's been such a struggle for me to lose weight and why I have been so unsuccessful with it. Now, what I will say, though, kudos to you. 
because mm-hmm. you have been making some changes. Well, Girl, Candy you. been um, killing the Peloton. Okay, she thank has you. bike and treadmill. She been killing it. Um, I do definitely see her making changes because she does not drink her half as much as what she's talking about, even probably a fourth of what she's talking about now. So I, so first of all, kudos to you because you. she's she's really really trying and she's really doing well at it. So that's that's the first thing. Now, what are are there any type of foods or any type of things that are like weaknesses for you? And I'm asking her this because since I'm responsible for the food and the meals and stuff <laughs> like that, like maybe I should ask, like, is there certain things that I don't need to be putting in the virtual shopping cart when I get the groceries or what? Um, you know, for me, like right now, I'm hungry, right? Like I am so hungry right now. And this would have been the old us or us. On a normal basis, this would have been one of those moments where we'd be like, okay, we got this to do, we got this to do, and we got that to do. Who's going to run and grab us something to eat? And then we're going to come back and then get the food, we're going to sit down and eat, and then we're going to do, we're going to knock all of our little to-dos out. And that's how we, that's just how we move. That's mm-hmm. how we move for years. And so, um... Shout out to the restaurants that stay open late. Yeah, shout out to the the two and three o'clock in the morning spots. But um, you know, I I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a specific food for me. Um, you know, you have, of course you haven't been getting coke. You haven't been putting that on the list. But there's not like one food that's like my my thing. You know, we order pizza for the kids on every Friday. That that's our thing. That's a tradition in our household mm-hmm. because the kids' favorite food is pizza. So we do that every Friday, but I mean that's not something that we keep in the house. Right. But that would probably be, you know, one of my favorite girl. I can't get enough either. <laughs> I would be wanting to blame Caleb, but girl, Mama can't get enough either. Girl. Right. Right. So, but yeah, there's not really one. What about you? You know, like I said, it's the, it's the, it's the snacks for me. Mm. Let me tell y'all something. We recently went to um, a, a party, a, a little kid's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at me. And all the snacks, the little donuts, the little donut packs, the Rice Krispie treats, and all, all, all of the goodness, right? Mm, mm, mm. Girl, this is how you know you got a problem. Mm. So I helped, um, I helped one of our sororities <laughs> get everything set up and everything like that. As uh-huh. we were leaving, there was leftovers. It's the leftovers for me. And I've been carrying my little trusty uh, backpack from TM Custom Accessories that I love, my, my book bag purse. Mm-hmm. Girl, in the first compartment of the book bag, Candy went in there. She said, can you run and get something for me? So I had threw it in my purse. She went in my purse. <laughs> and I never, I never go in her purse. I when I say so never, girl, I, I unzipped that zipper. And again, this was last night. This was last night. So I'm standing there and I'm hungry. And this woman had just told me to go get a bottle of water. <laughs> I had two packs of... Do- no, three packs of donuts in there. Mm-hmm. I had two Rice Krispie treats in there. Mm-hmm. I had, and I think I had something. Oh, I had some fruit snacks that I had got from the store because we had to stop by the store to get some stuff before it was a birthday party. When I tell you, it looked like a whole pantry in my purse. And she, mm-hmm. she's so sweet. She didn't even say nothing. She went and got what she had to do and whatever. I was the one that felt guilty. I was like, did you see what I had in my purse? She was like, mm-hmm. looking at me like, you is a mess. I, she said, yeah. I said, 
So it's the it's the sweets for me. Yeah, the sweets. You know, I go through my I go through my spurts where I want, and I'm a chocolate eater. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really do a whole lot of fruity fruit. You know, you you do the the gummies and the you know all of that. I might eat one if I see you sitting there snacking on it. But I am a you know Reese's peanut butter cup. I'm a Snickers. I'm a you know what I mean. I'm a Mr. Good Bar for the old school folks. So you know those were my things. Mm -hmm. But um, but for me, I think it's more food than that. Cause I can I can take a leave the chocolate. Yeah. I like it, but girl, I don't have to have that every day. Gotcha. But for me, it's that it's the food and it's the coke. Question. Mm -hmm. And I want you guys to let us know too, cause it's it's a million things out there. You got the teas and the diets and the and the this and the mm -hmm. that and the that. Tell me some of the things that you tried, whether it was successful or not. Things that you tried to, because I can tell you a bunch of stuff that you've tried to do. <laughs> Girl, I have gone through every everything known to man. Girl, I have made up plans on my head. Let me tell y'all what I've done. I said. I'ma go on the on the soup diet. I'ma go I'ma go on the soup diet. I'ma only do soup and I'm gonna do, you know, water and I'm just gonna get it off real fast. Girl, then um, you know, I, I've done the Daniel fast. I have done um Weight Watchers. I've done um I've tried to to count carbs out. Mm -hmm. uh, what else have I done? I've tried to be very disciplined and eat the same thing for a week, mm -hmm. and then reevaluate, you know, next week or whatever. I've done so many things. I've taken the teas, girl. I've taken pills. I talked to uh, Sean about having weight loss surgery. Um, just so many things. You name it, I've done it. Mm -hmm. And I was telling um, my godmother that, yeah, it's for the health piece of it, because I named, you know, my health conditions. But for me, it's to look and feel better. Yeah. Yeah. It's to look and feel better. If you we're know? honest, because like we said, we're going to be honest and transparent. If we're honest about it, a lot of us, including myself, mm -hmm. want to lose weight because of the aesthetics of it all. Mm -hmm. I want when I walk into a room, I want people to look and be like, "Dang, she's attractive." I don't want it to be, "Oh, she's cute for a heavy girl." Mm -hmm. Ain't that the most underhanded, undermined compliment? Oh yeah, and I've gotten that before. I've gotten it too. You are so cute to be a big girl. Yeah, yeah. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah, cause um, cause now, now of course, now that I'm older, I dress more masculine, more tomboy. Uh, but years ago, I used to be a very girly girl, and I used to get that as I started to gain weight. Mm -hmm. I used to get that that comment all the time. You know, you're cute for for a big girl, or you, you're cute for a chubby girl, or you would be cuter if you got that weight off. Mm -hmm. Oh, girl, I heard that all the time. That's so um, terrible. But it was mostly from family, but um, they met well, I would like to think. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's... it's it's a hard pill to swallow. It's yeah. a hard pill to swallow, but it bridges my next question. Where do you get your standard of beauty from? Ooh. So that's that's a, actually a very deep question for me only because it's it's only been recently that I even find myself to be attractive. Mhm. Mm mm. Um and that only happened within the last I would say 2 to 3 years. 
I never thought myself to be just ugly, but I never looked at myself and was like, that's it right there. Right, right. So I honestly feel like my standard of beauty came from mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, it came from, you know, social media wasn't a thing back in my day. I'm mm-hmm. talking like I'm 90. But just just what you would see in music videos or what my, you know, my cousins, what my cousins used to say, oh, she fine. And I would look to see what do they identify. What does she look like? What does she look like to, for them yeah. to say she's fine. It was usually the slender girls with the big butts and the, mm-hmm. you know, long, pretty hair and fair skin and all that. And so I think my image of beauty was always built upon that. What did the magazines have? What did the music videos have? What did the movies have? What did what did my you know what did people say? My best friend growing up, she was a smaller girl, always had a really nice figure, never battled with weight, things like that. And so it was always her and I together, no matter what. And the guys would always go to her, and I would always just be the friend mm-hmm. sitting off to the side. So it was that, and I think that that is what made me have that uh, self esteem issue mm-hmm. and those problems because I didn't look like the girls that they were talking about. I didn't look like the girls in the videos. I didn't look like the girl. I didn't look like any of that. And so it wasn't until, like I said, it wasn't until like within the last two or three years where I actually took, looked at myself one day in the mirror and was just like, you are pretty. Wow. You are. Oh, thank you. You are. I like literally had to, had to look at, and so that's one of the reasons why I'll get up, we homeschool our twins. Mm-hmm. Now, today wasn't one of those days. I taught in my bonnet today, just being transparent and honest. <laughs> However, there's days where I literally get up and I get like dressed. Like I'm sitting there, walk outside and go somewhere. And then Kendra come down because she she works until Lord, the sun is coming up. Mm-hmm. So by the time she gets up, we're already kind of in the, in the swing of our day. But she'll be like, where you going? Downstairs to mm-hmm. teach. But yeah. it's, it's doing that that makes me feel better. Like when I look in the mirror and I like what I see, mm-hmm. it just makes me feel better. And what you'll notice, and I'm and I'm this may be for some or not, but when I look, when I like what I see, I carry myself differently. That's true. That's true. Like I I literally like carry myself differently. And so now that my weight is now an issue for me again, like I wanna lose about and I'm trying to whisper so that she don't hear me. I want to lose about 30 pounds, okay? And then if I do that, mm-hmm. I'll be back in a place. <laughs> I'll be back in a place where I would feel comfortable, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And because um, I just, I'm not comfortable. Cause I, I put on my shirt and I got this roll here and this roll there. And, you know, I you know the stuff is starting to be a little snug around my tummy again and stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah, that's not it. Yeah, and I for me, it's a struggle. You know, I, I really would like to lose about 75 to 80 pounds. Um, oh, there's there's plenty left after that. <laughs> there's there's it, hey, it's two sons of fun. That's the, that's one left, girl. It's still a ton left. Um, but yeah, I I would really ideally like to um, get to about one sixty five, mm-hmm. something like that. I'm like 230, 231. Mm-hmm. That's a that's big for very big for somebody who's 5'3. And I recently went to the doctor and I knew again going back to being self-aware, I knew that I had gotten probably as big as I had ever been before, which is now. 
and it had been a while since I've been to the doctor, so I get there, and my doctor gives you like a printout of everything that she went over and all the medications and stuff. So I'm reading through the printout, and it was like morbidly obese, um, middle-aged woman, as a description, you know, morbidly obese, middle-aged black woman, blah, 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 and it was all this stuff, and I felt like I was reading somebody else's chart, but I had to sit in what that felt like. I had to sit in my car and read through all of that and what that felt like. And her talking about the asthma and the sleep apnea and the narcolepsy and all the things. And so in doing that, I, I, again, that kind of shaped some of the changes, the tweaks, the small tweaks that you said that I've been making around the house mm -hmm. and my eating, but it just made me just say, you gotta figure out what the problem is. You gotta get to the bottom of why you can accomplish whatever you set your mind to in every other aspect of your life, but your weight. Let me tell you something. The first time, the first time I ever went to a doctor, at my biggest, I would say at my biggest, mm -hmm. I'm big now, but at my biggest, mm -hmm. and the doctor had to do the same thing, mm -hmm. had to put morbidly obese. Was it morbidly obese or just obese? Anyway, the word obese was Girl, in there. they be grossly morbidly. I was I like, oh. What? Yeah. Because you have to understand that the medical medical field has their own chart. You know, for this height, you're supposed to be this mm -hmm. way. Doesn't matter whether you're African American, Caucasian, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. If you're this height, you're supposed to be this weight, okay? Mm -hmm. Like I said, when I got down to, I have pretty much almost gotten to that weight that's in that little chart, and, mm -hmm. and I don't, and I don't look. I personally don't think I look well that small. Um, Would you look like you have been smoking crack? Yeah, I did. I was, oh. I was super small. I was able to get into a size junior pants. That's just how small I had gotten. Ooh. To the fact that I had no hips or anything either. But mm -hmm. my head, I have a big head. So then it was just straight up and down because I have no figure with this big head and then these boobs. Like that was it. Like I looked like a lollipop. And I was like, that, that does not, and even every, all like my friends and family was like, titties on the stick. You, titties on the stick. <laughs> they said you look good. You did real good. But I think <laughs> that might've been a little bit too far. So me personally, I will never, I will always, according to the medical profession, I'll always be overweight because I don't want to get to where the chart says I should be. I think for my height, I'm 5'10". I think for my height, I'm supposed to be like 165 or 170 or something mm -hmm. like that. I think the smallest I ever got, I had got to 185. Mm. And I didn't look like, I, and I was supposed to lose another 10, 10 or 15 pounds. No, wow. no. Wow. Mm -mm. Somebody gonna hashtag that. What? Titties on the stick. Titties on the stick. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. gonna say titties on the stick. And so I had to realize, no. And so I have this one picture mm -hmm. that I absolutely love that I want, if I could get back there. And I think there Which I was one? like, remember that I was living in um, Keoria mm -hmm. and I took a picture of my hallway. It was before yeah. you and I started dating. And those jeans and I had cut my hair and had the highlights in my hair. Mm -hmm. That is like my perfect size. And I think that in that picture, I think I was like 195. Honestly, I don't even want to get that small again. I think I, I, think I would be comfortable at about 215-ish. Okay. Okay. I think I'd be good there. Um, but yeah, but it, it, but I said all that to say, it's so crazy with the standards that mm -hmm. are out there because sometimes you have to wonder these standards that we beat ourselves up to fit into, mm -hmm. is it really where we're supposed to be? 
Or if you do all that you're supposed to be, you're healthy, you know, you don't have any health conditions, you're exercising, you're eating right, you're, you're putting the right things in your body. If you don't fit in that standard, are you still doing something wrong? Because I don't think that's the case. So for me, I think it's a balance between the two. Because on one hand, you know, you do have the medical standards and I know they're very strict and they don't necessarily quote unquote apply to everybody else. But on the other hand, um, one thing that we cannot argue is fact. And I tell people that all the time. People are emotional, numbers are not, and neither are facts. And so I read an article, um, there was an article, it was uh, about minority health. It was specifically targeting minority health. And the article said something that just, just blew me back. It said four out of every five black women are obese. Mm. Four out of every five. So every time you see five black women, four out of every five are obese. Mm. So then I had to sit and I asked, because of course I'm a, I'm a thinker, how did this happen? What happened? How did this happen? Yeah. And what can we do about it? Right? I think a lot of it, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. okay. I think a lot of it stems from life. Think if think about you and four of your closest friends. Mm-hmm. And think about what's going on. Somebody's dealing with a bad relationship. Somebody's dealing with stress on their job. Somebody's dealing with stress with their kids. Somebody's dealing with uh, a sick family member. Mm-hmm. Somebody Think about all the stuff that we deal with on an everyday basis. Children, jobs, businesses, um, spouses, mm-hmm. kids, uh, family members, friends, um, the world. Think, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, think about all of the things that we encounter. And it's not just black women, but, I'm just, but specifically for us. Think about all the stuff that we have to cope with and deal with on an everyday basis. And all of that lends to your diet your time, if you do, do you have time to exercise? You know, what, what, you know, what's going on? If you're moving and shaking and you have a two hour commute and you got to wake up at the crack of dawn and you don't have time to, you know, do all of the things that they say, meal prepping and all mm-hmm. that. So I would argue that it's our environment mm-hmm. and our lives and everything that we have going on that lends to that. Wow. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with a lot of what you said. I also think as well, um, more so than not, most most uh, black women that are mothers are single black women. Mm-hmm. So then you have to you have to look at you know um, a single mother is not going to have the help of a two parent household. With both of us, we're able to tackle more yeah. because it's two it's two people who are working together towards the same common goal. Mm-hmm. So. Because there's a whole nother set of hands in the house, even when the kids were little, you were able to go in the kitchen and cook a full meal, etc. You weren't, you know, having to worry about putting them in the tub and, you know, doing laundry and all different kinds of things because I was helping with that stuff. And so I think with single moms, they don't necessarily have that. And so how can you not necessarily cut corners because that's not what I'm saying, but how can you shave off some of the responsibility and a lot of it is hey when they get off work after working 10 12 hours it's easy to just grab something because the kids are starving anyway you know and so it creates it's just this this cycle is just what it creates and so um you know then come the health issues not only for the mother but for the kids Mm -hmm. and then the generational stuff 
Um, and then, you know, it, it just goes from there. But, but yeah, I just, I saw that article. I thought about you. I thought about me. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought about the weight loss conversations that we've had on our social media platforms. Mm -hmm. I've thought about even the conversations when we were um, in the studio and we were showing different items that's in our collection. Even to the ladies that were shopping, we would get into a weight loss conversation or we would start talking about things. And everybody, you remember that night? Yeah. Everybody was like, I had weight loss surgery or I'm in the process of doing weight loss surgery or I'm, you know, in the process of, you know, getting ready to start my journey. Mm -hmm. And so I really, after that was like, this is a thing. It's a thing. It this really is a is. thing that we're really, really dealing with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because, you know, we have eight-year-old twins, as we've mm -hmm. mentioned, and people laugh at us sometimes because it, sometimes they think that we're so hard on them as far as, like, what they eat. Mm -hmm. Kinkai have, have never had soda. They literally had soda one time. We tried to give it to them for their birthday, and they didn't even like it. Like, it was just too much for their little taste buds because they've always just drank water and milk and then on, on occasion juice we're very particular about what they eat like we mm -hmm. do the fridays for pizza with them but that's that's the extent of it they don't that get is. a whole lot of sweets um there was a time where halloween was the only day that they really got candy like and mm -hmm. so people would look at us and be like why are you doing that to them kids and they looked at no they looked at us like y'all sitting there looking like the clumps y'all sitting like there looking like the clumps but then you forcing them to eat vegetables but my thing is mm -hmm. it starts somewhere that's so right. if we were to allow them to eat as terrible as we do sometimes, mm -hmm. what what is that doing for them? And mm -hmm. I will say that ever since they've been born, they've always been, according to their doctor, they've always been right where they should be in front of their weight and their mm -hmm. height. They've never had any health issues. Like never. and and it's and it's that like conscious effort that we're doing to make sure that we're not contributing or putting our bad mm -hmm. habits onto them. Now once they become once they get older and they do what they want to do, then okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I never wanted to be a situation where I contributed to yep. them having any issues because I got issues. Mm -hmm. Like why would I do that? Yeah. And that's important for me too. You know, it's it's interesting because like you said, you know, we never want to contribute to them, but in our minds, we know what we're supposed to be doing. You know, if somebody said, Candy, what are you supposed to be eating today? Should you be eating this or is this off limits? I can tell you down to down to a science. I used to always say the biggest girls got the best weight loss, best weight loss advice. Because we know it all. It's not the knowing it that we struggle with. It's the execution. It's the doing it. It's the execution. Absolutely. And so, yeah, so I, I don't know. This is a time of year where a lot of people are starting to have those weight loss conversations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people are, are thinking about what they want to do, what their goals are, and how they want to become better versions of themselves. But I think we should do something, excuse me, we should do like something like an accountability, mm -hmm. an accountability group, you know, or something. But, but yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, so I know you said that you thought about the whole weight loss thing. Mm -hmm. You know, if because some people look at I and I'm one of those people. I mm -hmm. look at that as that like that's the silver bullet. Like that's the answer. Like that's the easy way out. Oh, the, the surgery. Like the surgery. Like mm -hmm. I look at that like, girl, let me. Yes, please do that so that way I can do. But my thing is, I have to understand. Even if you have that done, you still have to still be mindful about what you eat and stuff like that. Oh, you can't absolutely. have it done and then go back to eating all the donuts and the rice krispie treats and all that. 
But if that was an option, well, it is an option for you. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that you can't. But if it was an easy process, would it, would you do it? I think I would consider it. I'm not mm -hmm. going to say I would do it. I, I think I'm 50-50 on whether I would do it or not. Mm -hmm. um, I did have a conversation with my doctor about it when I went last week uh, or two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. When I went two weeks ago, we did have a serious conversation about it. And I told her, I said, hey, this is what I'm interested in talking to you about. Um, you know, I really am strongly considering weight loss surgery. I want to know what your thoughts are. And she, she asked me, she said, have you tried intermittent fasting yet? Mm -hmm. And I told her we did. Yeah. We did for, we did it perfectly for like um, almost a year. Yeah. I said, and then somehow we got off track and we stopped. Um, but um, she said, you know, she wants me to try that first. And then um, if I'm not successful with that, then we can start having a weight loss surgery conversation. But she was just like, you know, at the end of the day, surgery is surgery. Mm -hmm. And there's risk with everything. Um, nine out of ten times you'll be fine. But, you know, surgery is surgery. And so if you can avoid it at any cost, definitely try to do it the natural way. And so she was saying that a lot of her clients, a lot of her patients, rather, have had success with having you know, the sleeve or, you know, um, different procedures and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so she told me, she said, you know, if you want to go um, and talk to some doctors just to kind of get some more information and go for a consultation, I will support you. But I really want you to try to do it on your own first. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what about you? Would you do that? In a heartbeat, girl. Let me tell you. But it's not an easy button. It's so much that goes along with that. Let me tell y'all. Listen. So this is what I would do, okay? Mm -hmm. If I had the opportunity, maybe I wouldn't necessarily have weight loss surgery. Maybe I would just have some type of body augmentation. And, and what I want them to do, I want them to suck all this fat in places where it ain't supposed to be. My love handles and my spare tire and my muffin top and all of those things. Take mm -hmm. all of that and just put it back here, like. Where where I ain't got nothing. So when you see my 90, mama didn't give go? me nothing. So when you're ninety, where does that go? But it's natural. It's me. So it's just my my stuff being put back there. That's what I really want. Give me a little tummy tuck, pull pull me tight, and take all that extra stuff and just put it back there. I got nothing. I got nothing. So maybe what if you You're gonna be looking like a manufactured Barbie. <laughs> no. You're gonna, you gonna be looking you gonna be looking like No, I would not because it's that's all a natural. Whole that's a whole lot. That's a lot. There's nothing natural about all them surgeries that you just named. It's just you just surgery. named nah girl, you just named about three procedures. Well two. The tummy tuck and then the Then you want them to take it off your back. You want them to take it off your back rolls and put them <laughs> You got a whole lot going on that you just asking for. See, I see. I go into the situation. I just let them know. See, I'm sorry. There seems to have been an issue. There's been some fat that's been displaced, and I'm just trying to get it back to where, like, where it goes, where it's supposed to go. So then, the next time you're in the drive-through, then what? Is and then when it runs back to its original home, <laughs> when she relocates back home, then what? I don't know. That that part. That part. That what, no what did we talk about in the last episode? Doing your work. That part. <laughs> that part. Because she'll be she'll be whining and talking about how much pain she in. And then after she healed, she'll be like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry too. What you want? What you want to do? You feel like going to get something to eat? 
Oh, yes. Don't be like, ain't no staples busting out the back. <laughs> Don't you see how the stitches and everything? And you know, you about to bust some staples out. Yeah, that part. Anyway, y'all just keep watching because you're going to see a transformation before y'all eyes. Watch. That's right. Between That's right. both of us. I'm going to claim it. I'm going to claim it. We just publicly said it. We so, did. So we have to do something different. And... You have a photo shoot coming up. You have a photo shoot coming up. You have a photo shoot coming up in about, let me see, let me count the weeks. Probably three to four weeks. Yeah. So that's, you, have a, you have a photo shoot to prepare for. That's a nice amount of time. So mm -hmm. I will say this. I have I have already implemented some changes. So mm -hmm. now I'm new. I ask Candy all the things that she's done. With, you know, I've done all types of stuff too. Mm -hmm. So now I'm trying to be mindful. I'm trying to cut out as many, um, trying to cut out sweets. So I had to, I, I didn't have to. I could have thrown them away. But I was like, who wastes food? So I had to get rid of all the, the donuts and things. But anyway, how'd you get rid of them? You know, just, you know, just. Whatever. Displace them. And displace them. And so, um, what I'm trying to do now is is increase my, my liquids, my water intake and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to, because I mentioned my, my 600 pound life. I said, it's got to be a reason why 1,200 calories is like the, the magic number. Is that what he do? He do. It's so always 1,200 calories, high protein, low carb. No matter how tall or short, no matter how tall they are, how big they are, it's always twelve hundred calories, mm -hmm. high protein, low carb. Now I'm not doing high protein, low carb, but I am trying to do that twelve hundred calories because I want to see what that do. And I need to start exercising again because, like I said, all these aches and pains and me standing up and it hurt and all that—that's dumb and that needs to change. So when you cook um, baked chicken, mm -hmm. steamed rice and vegetables, mm -hmm. is that probably twelve hundred? That's probably less than that. Is it? Is it? Um, Oh, it's probably is, less it, than that. is that considered high protein, low carb? Well, the chicken is protein, but um, it's the rice. It's the rice. Yeah, yeah. it's the rice. It's the rice, but but mm -hmm. you know that's because um, vegetables don't have a whole lot of calories. Mm -hmm. Got it. There's actually some zero calorie things that you can eat too. But yeah. so that's what I'm trying. So we'll see y'all. Y'all, mm -hmm. y'all hold us accountable. Every time you come in, just put in the comments and be like, "You looking the same." <laughs> no, please don't look. My love, listen, listen. When I say um, I can, I can handle criticism in every other aspect of my life. That's difficult. That's, that would be difficult. That would be very difficult for me to handle. Please, whatever y'all do, please be gentle with me. Mm -hmm. Sean, girl, Sean, she can, she can take it. She can take it. I don't know if I can take it, girl. Not like that. Eat, look, ease us in, ease us in. <laughs> but no, definitely hold us accountable. Hold us accountable. But like I said, I, I know, I, I definitely know that you're going to be successful at it because I, I see the strides that you're making already. So Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, anytime you get to the point where, like I'm 38 years old, I'll be 39 in March. And anytime you get to the point where you're winded, you know, going upstairs, or if I have to go up and down the stairs doing laundry or, you know, just very basic things. I'm too young and I look at I look at some of the ways that I move around and it's very similar to my 80 year old grandmother mm -hmm. and we shouldn't be having the same aches and pains and complaints and everything and so you ha again going, be going back to what I said earlier about being self-aware you have to be self-aware and you have to recognize if I'm going to be here and I'm going to ever see my grandkids mm -hmm. 
for our grandkids, I want to make sure I'm not just here just to say that I'm here. I'm here and it's a quality of life. Yeah. It's good quality of life. Yeah. So, Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. What else you got? The only other thing that I would add is I mentioned the article to you. Yes. I mentioned the article, the four out of five black women specifically. But ladies, um, if there's anybody who is wanting to join Sean and I on a weight loss journey, definitely consider it. Because even outside of your health, for the for the ladies that are, you know, still young and maybe you want to one day be a mother, you know, your fertility health yes. is a whole nother thing. And what you put into your body, that's what that article went deeper into. What you put into your body determines how strong your body will be um, when it's time to carry carry that child. So um, that's something to, to consider as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like we said, like we said in the first episode, when you come here, it's going to be truth and transparency. And we have just sat here and had a whole conversation. Girl, I feel like this was therapy today. Truthfully and with transparency. So yeah. we want to make sure definitely, like I'm going to always ask you guys, well, Candy will for sure, but I'm going to mm -hmm. definitely tell you guys to make sure you follow us on all our social media. Mm -hmm. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all the fun things. So make sure you follow us there. And what do you have to add as well? And make sure you tag three of your good Judy's. Share this with three of your good Judy so we can grow our community. We want to know what they're thinking. We want, we want to, we definitely want to expand the family. Yes. Yeah. And definitely let us know if there's something that you want us to touch on, something else mm -hmm. that we, that you want us to talk about, something that we said that you have a question about. Definitely let us know. Absolutely. But like we tell, we, like we always tell you guys, you'll get nothing but the truth and honesty over here at Sincerity Speaks. But until the next time. Until the next time. The absolute best is yet to come. But baby, we got work to do. Bye, guys. See you later.